Hello, Rip City. To all of you here in town and every corner of the interwebs, thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying this beautiful Saturday, the 19th. Yes, 19th of October. I am Keith Feltner Smith. He is Ty Delbridge. You are listening to the Podline Trailcasters, and you can always reach us at Trailcasters on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, trailcasters at gmail at, uh, or give us those emails at trailcasters at gmail.com. Always find our pod on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, many others out there. If you can't find us, let us know, and we will get it out there to you. And please, we always appreciate what, Ty? Five stars. Yes, sir. And these beautiful feats you can find from Odar at soundcloud.com slash odarbeats. Please always support your local artists. Today, we have got Sage from the Holy Backboard joining us. What's up, man? How you doing? What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Good, good. Trying to trying to keep myself awake on this early Bruh. Saturday morning that I am run behind on. <laughs> you know, uh, weekends are almost always 2K week, weekends, so, you know, I was up till 3 a.m. playing nice. 2K, getting busy, <laughs> and now I'm, I'm here, at, you know, at 11, I guess, and, uh, yeah, I'm not feeling too great, but I'm out. You're grinding. You're grinding. You're rocking, man. The life of a podcaster 2K gamer. Loving it. Uh, how, how'd you do in the games last night? Uh, or this morning? We went 11-2, and two, but we got revenge nice. on both teams that beat us. So I guess 9-0. Okay. Was okay. <laughs> well, this in a tournament, or is this just kind of a... Just, just just, um, 2K had a uh, special ha- Halloween event where okay. it was two times, three times, or four times rep. So if you got on a streak, it was more times rep. So, uh, yeah, we, we got kind of biz. Nice, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds like I, I, I don't think I could really keep up with that part. Uh, my game is Overwatch right now. They have a Halloween event going on, but it's more about just getting skins. The The competitive side is kind of broken at this point. They're, Dude, they're, I used to bang with uh, Brigitte, but yeah. they nerfed they nerfed the hammer thing, and then I was just like, well, <laughs> this person is done. There's like They but, got like over 30 characters at this point, man. There's a lot of mix-up. How does the matching system work in 2K? Like, Do you feel like you are pretty well-matched as far as your opponent's? It depends, man. Uh, basically, you all go into one server. There's uh, eight courts, so you stand on the line when you're ready to, you know, you oh, know, so just, just like open. in, yeah, just like in regular basketball, you gotta yeah. stand in line for, before you get in the run. Of course, there's other faster ways of playing, but if you're just in the park, which is the most popular gameplay, you uh, you want to just stand in line and get get ready for some games. So. Matchmaking is kind of crazy because you don't you don't really know, or at least I don't check, I don't scout out other people in the lobby, so I don't know who I'm playing at the at the given moment because I'm not really I'm not really scared to play a comp team. Um, I, I think maybe that's my issue with in in uh, in Overwatch is I'm doing too much of the randoms. Like I'm going, I'm just one dude going randomly with five other guys against another. Six. I need to find some friends that actually want to have a squad. Yeah, yeah got a squad. squad. All right, man. All right, I'll find. Some I haven't friends. played randoms in any video game in years, man. Oh, I'll just, man. I'll just watch, I'll just watch Netflix or Hulu instead of playing games if I don't have, if I don't have a team, man. It just gets frustrating, man. Yeah, I just, you know, I only have limited time. I don't have time to to work it all up, and I'm, I just get this done like late well, at night. I mean, <laughs> while you're having a bad, bad experience, sometimes yeah. you're playing with randoms that don't communicate with you, man. Uh, I need more online friends, not just Twitter. All right. Uh, well, hey, talking about uh, the 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 online and the Twitter, and no, it's a horrible segue. Anyway, let's talk about the GM survey. How about that? <laughs> Much smoother. Um, so you guys saw this new survey come out. The the GMs were voting. They had a couple of stuff as far as like who's going to win the championship. 
Uh, one person actually did give. We have one GM that was not Neil Alshay gave Portland a vote for winning the championship. So a little more optimism maybe around the league for us this year than, than years past. Uh, but more importantly, the ones that I thought were kind of interesting is Dame showed up in a number of these. He was second behind Curry for best point guard, uh, a three-way tie in second for best clutch player. He was voted the best leader over Curry and uh, LeBron and all that. Uh, and even CJ and Stoss, like they, they, and I think Zach Collins as well, they showed up in there. So Blazers overall feeling a little less uh, underrated than, than before. Would you guys agree? I definitely agree. Yeah, I think they're finally getting some respect around the league. I think people are starting to realize the talent they have. So, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, they're not top. I mean, I think with Damian, like, he's top in these lists, but like CJ and Zach and Stotts aren't. But just them getting in there is good enough. Yeah, I, I, I think the biggest hate was uh, uh, Stotts. He only got, like, I think just kind of uh, received votes for best offensive coach and best motivator of people. Uh, he's one of the top five coaches in the league. I'm, I think he's really underrated. What do you think, Sage? I know you've uh, had some, some, uh, some different feelings on Stoss in the past. Are you still a, a contrarian to our, our optimism on that? Or? Yeah, I think I've seen what you guys have posted on Twitter in the last year. It's kind of wild to me. <laughs> but, uh, I think he's a good defensive. Um, wow, cut that. I think he's a good offensive coach, bad defensive coach, and he's really. Uh, he doesn't. He he's not. He doesn't flow well with like what's going on in game. But hey, he 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 had a good year last year, so I can't be hating as much as I normally would. What uh, about I, what about this one manager motivator of people? Like that was an actual category, best manager or motivator of people, and he only received votes. Like it was Popovich, Doc, and Kurgan in the top three. Which you know, obviously those are the holy trinity of coaches right now. But uh, do you think Stotts is a little more as far as a motivator of, of people? Uh, is he a little higher on that than receiving votes, or is this all Lillard in, in Portland as far as kind of getting that credit? I don't, I mean like I don't know. I feel like there's some coaches like you guys remember Nate McMillan that year where there was only oh, yeah. six active bodies. He motivated those guys to play hard. Okay. I don't know if Stotts has it in him to just like you know when, when all the chips are down get wins because we haven't seen it because we've had relatively good health. So I can't tell you that that he's a great motivator when you know he's not going through the 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 injury history of like the Grizzlies or the Pelicans where yo did you know if you have four players injured at one time you get an injury exception so you get to have a guy on like a 10 day for, for the, that yeah. count against the actual players that are uh, on your roster like so he's had relatively good health so I can't tell if he's a good motivator because he doesn't have that type of issue and that's a, good thing that's a fair point Going through a team with huge injuries, it sucks. Yeah, no, I, I think of uh, I think we definitely want to avoid the injury issues as much as possible this year. We do have some to talk about later. We want, I want to talk about Whiteside's ankle and what uh, what kind of front court rotation issues we could be facing. Uh, we'll get to that though. Uh, as far as the, these odds though, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on some of what you're saying there. As far as we haven't really seen. Uh, him deal with as much adversity as far as his coaching. I do think the offensive coach, uh, offensive, uh, sorry, his strengths definitely lie in his offensive coaching. And that's a good thing because yeah. I would much rather have a guy that's good at offense than a guy that's good at defense because there's so many, you know, defensive coordinators out there that can drop great schemes. Offense is tough. I mean, so it's great that Stotts has expertise in that area. All right, I did see that. He uh, definitely has squeezed. Oh, sorry, 
ton of like juice out of these like roster he's gotten from like Neil O'Shea. Like, I mean, like he's gotten the most out of Aminu. Like, I mean, out of Ed Davis, he's worked with Jake Lehman, like Pat Connington, stuff like that. Like, he's gotten those guys to really buy in. But all of well. those guys have gotten secondary contracts after leaving but Blazers. He arguably could be the reason that he put them in good positions to go get those or secondary what contracts. About Damian Lillard, as well. Oh, definitely. I mean, obviously, like, like I mean, like. With Damon and CJ, like you have two stars, like that'll make yeah, it you, easier for everybody. So but I, I mean, think he definitely has worked with not too much of a roster <laughs> for a while. <laughs> now he has a roster. Now he's got depth. So now we'll see what he can do with all this talent. I mean, once you have two stars, shit's easy. Like finding that stars are is the difficult part. Like finding ancillary guys that can fit in, it's just easy compared to finding a Damian Lillard in the sixth round, the sixth pick overall, or. CJ at 10 like that shit that shit was very lucky and very fortunate oh yeah definitely. I mean finding finding Jake Lehman to play spot minutes I mean good for you but it, <laughs> it, it, it shit don't impress me as much as getting Dame at 6 or CJ at 10 that's fair no I mean like that's a, that's a fair point for it okay so you mentioned actually earlier Sage sorry I'm kind of jumping around here a little uh, as far as the defensive coordinators Nate Tibbetts, he got votes on this this offer. I think he was, he was in some sort of tie in the running for one of the best assistant coach spots. Do you see him as a defensive coordinator, or is that really something that the Blazers should be looking around the I league? I thought it was uh, Vanderpool was the assistant coordinator, yeah. the defensive guy last was year. David Vanderpool as well. Yeah. Well, he was last year, but is Vanderpool Vanderpool's no longer here in Portland? He's right? on Minnesota, I think, as the yeah. associate head coach. Yeah, so I mean, uh, do you, do you know who we have filling that spot at this point? Is Pergo more of a defensive guard, or would you say Tibbetts? I would I would imagine that Gennaro is more of a guards coach since that's what he was in the NBA. But Which, I, I I don't know. They don't define roles as much as I would like. Yeah. So I don't really know. <laughs> All right. Well, wrapping up the GM survey though, I did see we have the fourth best home court as far as the GMs are concerned behind Denver, Utah, and Golden State. Funny all four of these are in the West out here. Uh, and then I saw we were, I think, fifth most fun to watch is how they were putting it. That seemed a little strange to me, but also, you know, like we don't have, we haven't had a lot of guys throwing down lobs, a lot of uh, big dunks, a lot of kind of like high excitement plays in the past, other than, you know, Dame's uh, game killers and franchise killers against the Oklahoma City Thunder last year. But uh, I don't know. Do you think we're going to see any more of that? Do you see? Do you think we can rise this year? I guess this is our first betting line of the day. Could we uh, finish as better than one of the uh, better than fifth most fun team to watch after having white side, maybe Zach Collins and some of the more athletic players this season. What do you think? Sage? The shit that, uh, or the thing that gets me going is golden state still has a top five fan base <laughs> with all the damn success that they have. <laughs> this is the test though. Cause you know, it, it ain't all perfect with golden state. So I guess this is the time for the brand new arena. And, and it's a brand new stadium in yep. San Francisco instead of the Bay. I mean, that's I I would say we're above uh, Golden State, but I mean we, we we've had a top three fan base for a long time. There ain't there there isn't a, another legitimate major sports franchise here besides the Timbers. So Portland I think it's us got that Utah. Monopoly. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, like with Denver, like they still have like the Broncos and then the stuff like that. Like I feel, and then I was like, Rockies. and the Rockies. They got, yeah, they, they got, got they got things to do. You know. Yeah. 
and I think that showed on Thursday night, right? Because there was the Chiefs and, and like and like it was the Broncos game, and then like it was the Blazers were in Denver, and they said that like obviously like obviously like that was like a preseason game, but it was pretty empty compared to the Thursday night football game, obviously. Yep. Yeah. So I think yeah, we should definitely be top three, top two of the home courts, and I think we will rise in top five teams that are fun to watch i think if Whiteside can just put up big stats like i mean like or so let's say he puts up like big like big stats that are not really meaningful for the team but still like 25 and 20 i think like people around the nba like will tune into that if he puts up Wait, like, that ain't meaningful or no <laughs> no i mean obviously like i mean so let's say like he puts up big stats and they still lose i'm saying he might still get the people to come and go oh like well, i mean like just look at what or like what Whiteside did well, and, and beyond, beyond that, though, I feel like the the lobs, man, just like the big dunks, those are the excitement plays that we haven't really seen. I don't know how many lobs there. he's going to get. We don't have any lob throwers. Well, it I mean, kind of. I think we're going to see more some... of this year, man. I, I, I think it's been more of an issue of not having lob catchers. Like even Nurk, yeah. he doesn't play above the rim. I think Whiteside, he, his offense, he doesn't have kind of the same footwork and uh, grace touch that Nurk has, but he has that ability to get up high and throw it down. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping we could see more of it this year. Mm-hmm. Let's get another betting line on that, actually, uh, before we get in towards uh, the, the the next, uh, the, that app that we want to talk about. Uh, how about that, though? How many, let's set an over-underline for lobs we will see. How many lobs will Whiteside throw down this year? Oh. That's hard. I mean, I, I, I mean, like, how- let's, like, do you think, would you say over-under on 60? Sage, what do you think on this? So, I mean, are we saying that he plays 82? Uh, I mean, that would be the hope, but I mean, maybe that's part of it too. If you don't think he plays 82 games, does he get less, uh, less lobs in here? Like, let's, I'm just saying, I want to find a number in here that we will get some of us over and some of us under. So I'm saying 60. Are we all over? I doubt he plays 82 games. Just throw that out there. Okay. Okay. So, well, we can have a line on that one as well. Actually, do we want to set that first or do we don't, do we want to set the lob thing? I think he gets more than 60. I think he gets more than 60. I can, I think it happens. Ty, are you under that? I'll take more than 60 because I think they're going to try really like, I mean, like the first couple months of the season to really get him involved. And I think yeah. lobs are the way to do it. So, okay, here, I mean, actually, how about this? Do we want to say how many, dude. do we want to say how many lobs white side catches or do we want to say that this is just going to change the offense for the Blazers? Maybe Zach's catching some too. Uh, or do we want to yeah, say how many athletic bigs, man? Yeah. All right. And so, also let's... like Hazonia, I think they're going to try and throw some lobs. in. Yeah. he's been super like athletic this preseason. He's throwing like backwards dunks and stuff. Down. Okay. Yeah. All right. Forget the, forget lobs to Y said then let's make the, the line about how many, yeah. Like how many alley-oops, how many lobs are we going to see from the Blazers this year? I'm sure that line will be out there somewhere. We will find that. Uh, and here, you know what? Let's just touch on this real quick. We will find this line and I'm sure many other profits like it on the new sports betting app from the Oregon lottery. Did you guys see that we have this now? I think, uh, Darren Ravel said we were like the ninth state to launch. Uh, I downloaded it yesterday. Yeah, I downloaded nice. it. Nice. I don't have it up yet, man, but I want to go see some of the lines. Are, are there good prop bet lines on there that you've seen? Yeah, they have like Blazers making the playoffs and they also have Blazers like not making the playoffs. Uh, you can bet on Damian winning MVP. You can bet on Simons winning six man of the year or Hood winning six man of the year. And, and obviously, like, obviously like those are crazy high odds, but they give you pretty big lists on guys. Like, I mean, like, I think you can get like CJ winning MVP at just crazy, crazy high odds. Obviously that never, wow. but if you're feeling <laughs> risky, you want to throw some wild bets down to make $5 bets to make a thousand dollars or something. You can do it. But yeah, they have some pretty good ones, 
But so what I did see with this so far is you can't bet college sports on the Oregon lottery sports gambling yet. They haven't, they're not allowing it yet. So well, kind of well, weird. I mean, you know, that's, it's not professional sports. I can see an interesting line about that. Like there's, I, I can see that in some way. Anyway. Well, I bet uh, college sports through like Boveda and then through like, through like Vegas insiders and stuff like that. So. Well, I mean, okay, so let's let's get back to the, the Blazers betting lines, though. As far as how many lobs you think, uh, lobs for the team uh, for the season. So it's not just about Wyside and his health. That does really open it up, though. I mean, this could be a big number. What are we thinking? Do you want to say 200, 150? Like, oh, I'd go under on that. Under, okay, 200 is okay. a lot, a lot. 200 is a lot. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, 100. Are we going to see more than if, – if Wyside could be around 60, we could see 100 from the team, right? I'll take the over on the 100. If, well, Ty's the doubter, it seems like. I'm I am the doubter, but I'm going to take the over. Okay, so I'm going to say 120. Are we still? Are you still going over, Ty? No, I'll go less than that. Sage, what do you think about 120? 120 uh, alley blobs for the team this year. I don't know, man. Like, it is a complete change from a lot of stuff, but a lot, like, yo, we haven't really had well, how a lot many of lobs since they Marcus throw last year, do we know? I don't know. I, I, don't know. It has to be I have low, not done man. research, man. Yeah, but I, I would bet the number's not high at all. We just haven't had, for years now, we haven't had a lot of guys on the team that would be uh, catching those lobs, let alone kind of like what you pointed out, Ty. Dame doesn't really throw a lot of those lobs. It's just not really kind of, I don't know, it's almost a chicken or the egg question, really. Like, is, is it not in his game because he doesn't have guys that want to catch it, or is it just not a, a thing that he's really throwing up there? We saw Evan Turner throw some, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we, it's not like it's impossible with the roster we've had. God, I'm, I'm curious now. This is what happens when we don't do research, which is always because I, I don't I don't do research. I'm not a research guy. Uh, I'm I'm curious though, man. I, I definitely I think uh, I think the lob thing will be interesting. I, I think it definitely is going to be. There's going to be a difference in the Blazers' offense this year. Do you agree with that, Sage? Absolutely, man. You go from Nurk having the ball like a, at a usage rate of over 20 for most of the year to right. Hassan isn't going to have that. Hassan's more of a rim run type of center so of course it's going to be different that's why cj mccullum so important this year well and you know you, we were talking to defensive coaches earlier and we kind of compared even white side nurk as far as in the offensive end but defense too we know nurk is i feel like he defends in ways that don't show up in countable Absolutely. stats you know what i mean but white side is a shot blocker this dude same way that he's uh he's catching lobs on the one end he gets up and he he's he, he protects the rim in a much more countable way uh, and I know there's been a lot of kind of like hate and kind of controversy over how he was in, in Miami and how he kind of finished out his career there. Uh, but I don't know, man. I think it's going to be interesting. I think it, uh, we could do the same kind of over-underline on blocks this year, and I feel like it's going to be a lot higher than we've seen in the past. And then you got Zach Collins contributing as well. Right. Breaking out. He, he, and I think got with Hooded Baysmore, too. Yeah. Uh, quick thing on, on Zach. He got some votes on the GM survey for breakout player, right? So like he, oh, yeah. yeah, he could be in here, and I think him learning next to Whiteside could be a big help for him too. Ty, do you find anything on the uh, on the lob numbers from? Pre- I can't find anything. No, I'm trying to search around through like Basketball Reference. Uh, nobody really has lob numbers or alley oop numbers, so we'll find that. It's we'll find it eventually. Yeah, okay. someone's got to have it. We'll come back with some more uh, some more research on that, and I want to do some more research on this one too. There we go. Slightly better segue from what we've had so far today. Uh, not really. Nurk though, uh, he signed with Clutch Sports. Does this worry you guys at all? Does this give you any sort of uh, concern? I mean, obviously we have his contract here for the next number of years, but Clutch being the agency of LeBron and uh, uh, Rich Paul and all that down in LA, we saw what happened in New Orleans last year with AD, where 
Uh, there was a lot of kind of talk about Clutch Agency's role in kind of bringing him from New Orleans out to where he is now with LeBron in LA. Uh, in LA. Do we have any worry at all about Nurk with this? And is, do, you, do you know why he would have changed agents otherwise? I don't have any worries about it. Um, I don't think Nurkic is the star level player of Anthony Davis. I think he really likes Portland. He really likes, like he's really seemed to bought in here. Like I never really saw like Davis really buy into the culture like Nurkic has here in Portland. I think he's just, he's kind of a, not mainstream guy Nurkic, but I feel like he sees all this attention going to Rich Paul. He's obviously one of the better like I think like he's one of like the top agents right now. Obviously like, oh, yeah. that might be because of LeBron, but I think he's just looking maybe what's best for his career. Maybe this will help him in future contract negotiations for the Blazers to worry more about losing him. And also he had that situation. Obviously, like I think this helped him, but he had that thing where he had the same agent as I think it was Cousins, right? And then that yeah. guy Nick's cousins coming to the Blazers, which that helped uh Nurkic, but I'm not worried about it. I just think he's making a new agent change. I don't see him trying to push his way out of Portland. Cool. I think yeah. it's on the character of the person. I'm yeah. not saying that Anthony has bad character because for a while, for six out of the seven years, he's been a model, you know, player in New Orleans. Yeah. But if you can, you know, negotiate and kind of convince somebody that this this isn't right for you, you may have a problem. But I mean, yo. Portland loves Nurkic. Yeah. He's done so much good here. I mean, the city loves him. Yep. I don't think we have anything to worry about. I think, it, like like you said, it's about him. If he thinks that Clutch is the best thing for him in getting more you know, ad revenue or yeah. a new contract, you know, good for him. Try and get that money. Yeah, you can't hate him getting the money for it. It's just one of those where I'm sure there's going to be headlines. And I mean, we don't have to worry about it this year and probably yeah. not next year. That's true, too. Maybe in that free agency year, you see people write articles about how Nurkic would really go well with a 35-year-old LeBron James <laughs> on his last year in Los Angeles. I think that also has something to do with it, too. I think, yeah, he is older. He's not – I mean, yeah, like he'll be older by that time. So, like, he's not going out and trying to find – Nurkic or people he might just be looking in his career at that point so yeah yeah, I don't think anything too worried about it um I think if anything it just brings more popularity to Nurkic now that he has this really high popular agent but who That's was fair. his agent la- I mean who yeah was his agent last year I'm not exactly I, sure no I don't know the name but I believe his agent up till now was the guy who uh the, the story about how his father uh was the the former cop who fought off all these dudes uh, in like went over there and like found him or something like yeah that. yeah the, the, the guy who originally asked his father hey do you have any children and you know gotten her into basketball I think that was the agent up until this point so it does it did just seem to me like it's I'm curious what the story is as far as this is the guy who brought you in who has kind of grown with you to hear uh, I'm he, curious it, what inspired the change I guess he had clients like Boogie Cousins and Boogie Cousins a few years ago had, you know, he was a yeah. all-star. So I, I don't know. Hey man, I'm just curious. I'm, I'm, I'm not in Nurk's ear. I can't tell him what to do. So if he thinks <laughs> that this move is the best move for him to get that money and, you know, have something sustainable, Hey, go for it, my guy. Well, I'm curious about that story. We will find out more if we can, but we do have, uh, a nice bow to wrap up another story. The preseason is actually over. 
It was what the five game series that ended with Denver the other night. The back, the road back to back in the preseason. That's so stupid. So <laughs> stupid. Like, they should why, be cutting man? the preseason anyway, and now they're adding back to back games. It's stupid. It makes no sense. Plus the idea that I think what through November we'll have faced Denver like four times already this I'm year. Sick of seeing that team. Yeah, it, it's it's weird, man. And it just I think it influenced what they did in the preseason. I think we saw Stotts kind of go with some more vanilla rotations or vanilla lineups is the way that he put it in one of the press interviews. Uh, just because why, why would you want to reveal too much against an opponent that you're about to see multiple times and they're a divisional opponent? It just seems so odd. And then to give us the road games and opening night coming up this next week. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is the league trying to like force a built-in rivalry, which I honestly think could be part of the plan here. But yeah, I mean, you should, it, it's a division rival. And yeah. we yeah. played them in the... What, it, we beat them in game seven at their house. There has to Dude. be some hatred. Yep. So, I mean, like, yeah good on the nba to try and build in this rivalry between jokic and and, and dame and yeah, just force it down the throats though hey man but i mean but i'm just saying like we've already got the the rivalry with uh jokic or jokic is it jokic uh officially i heard you say it that jokic way. is it jokic i, think it's, I, don't I think it's jokic <laughs> i think some people uh, call him jokic this could be a whole segment on its on its own as the actual pronunciation of some of the names and like if we are actually being like culturally culturally accurate or not uh, anyway, point being though, between Joker and Nurk, like they've got a good rivalry going, and I, and yeah, I think there's definitely other players that, especially after the series last year, there's plenty uh, to build on. I just don't know if the NBA needed to kind of force this kind of scheduled in rivalry right off the bat instead of putting it over the full season. You know, uh, either way, I'm I'm not super against it. The the preseason though, it did not end super well for us. Did this worry you guys at all, or was this just a matter of the preseason is the preseason? Nope, not, not at all. Worried, worried not a bit. It. Good. I'm just more worried about the guys that got hurt, like Whiteside and Little. I mean, that's basically yeah. the only thing they really take from it. Besides that, no, I'm not even not worried about it. Yeah, and let's just let's move right along. Then let's not, let's talk about that. The injuries are probably the most important thing that came out of it. Uh, Nasir Little, his ankle. I'm not sure. I don't think it doesn't seem like it's a big uh, injury, and I also don't know how much of a role that he's going to have this yeah. season. But he's Whiteside, fine, probably. They'll probably just keep him there on the end of the bench anyway, and just rehab yeah, the rest. Yeah, he's fine. There's no right. rush for him. The, the, the bigger concern, though, is certainly Whiteside's ankle. Uh, the, have we heard officially that it's the same ankle he sprained before the left, or is it now the other ankle? Because I feel like I heard both reports, and even Stoss didn't seem quite clear in the press right after the fact. I'm not sure, actually, if it's the same one. Okay, I, I think the latest I've heard is that it is the same ankle. So again, if there is anything to be concerned with, is this some sort of chronic injury? Yes, it's just preseason, and we never really saw him at full speed, but does this delay him getting up to full speed more? Uh, and let me just honestly skip here to the bigger question for both you guys. Gasol is still out here, and obviously Nurk, we're not expecting him back for months, not anytime soon. Uh, suddenly our front court rotation is looking a little thinner than expected, right? Now we're down to kind of Collins, uh, Tolliver, Anthony Tolliver, and um, uh, Scala Bissier as far as our, our kind of real healthy bigs. Is this a point of concern, or is this just something where we need to just kind of ride out these short injuries and play and just hope the this opening uh, part of the season goes well. I mean, every team besides like the Golden State Warriors of Kate, the, the four superstars have, you know, weakness. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, it sucks that we don't have Has- potentially don't have Hassan, but it's like this, our bigs are going to be the weakness until Nurk's 100% healthy. So it's like, all right, this is just what we have to roll with. Let's go, let's go small. Like, 
I think Pau Gasol is kind of like a break glass in case of in emergency type of center. Anyway, I don't <laughs> yeah. see him as like a. He's in his nineteenth season. What is he? Thirty yeah. nine. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, go. If we have to roll with a rotation of you know an injured Hassan getting backed up by Scow and then Tolliver plays traditional fours, hey man, it's what we have to do. We don't have a perfect team with the salary cap and thirty other uh, you know twenty nine other teams. It's hard to build the perfect roster, right? Unless you you know, and they would be like the system like the Warriors did. (laughs) So hey man, it's it it is what it is. We have a weakness at our our bigs. Um, Yeah, and and. I, like you said in the beginning of this too, I don't think it's a ton to worry about. I don't think it's it's not a serious or chronic enough injury that it. I think we need to be I like mean, you know. He stepped on Dame's foot, yeah, and right. turned his ankle. That that shit happens. Yeah, and up, up to that point, he was looking pretty good too. I think. Yeah, they, you got Rudy Gobert in his feelings that game. Like, <laughs> you, did you see him like grab his arm and like complain to the refs? Yeah, Hassan was in his feeling. Got him in his feelings, and like Hassan was bored and there were there isn't. Yo, as soon as he got came in, Blazers sparked like a 12-0 run. Right. And then the Jazz were on a run. Yeah, Son, yeah. many people don't like him, but dude produces. He the puts up produces. numbers. Even yeah, in uh, limited in minutes in Miami last year, he produces. Yep. In the uh, in that game against Utah that night, I think I saw who was it from. We need to just give credit here. Jared Cowley uh, over from KGW. Uh, is it KGW? Gosh, I don't even yeah. know. Yeah, right, it's yeah. KGW. Jared Kelly, though, uh, pointed out that Son had 16 minutes played before the ankle injury, five points, 11 rebounds, and one block. Uh, and that's not to mention kind of the uncountable that he was, like you said, putting Gobert just into his head. That is the type of white side we need. We don't need him going yeah. for 20, 25. We need him 10 points, 15 rebounds, three blocks, not trying to take the ball out of Dame, CJ, Hood, Bazemore, Simon's hands, Collins' hands. Like, let him get the easy putback dunks. Let him get the, like, lob and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think... I think he's going to have a really good year in Portland. He's going to shut up yeah, some man, haters. There's a, there's a defined role for a, you know, legitimate center to have here. And he's now like Bam Adebayo breathing down his neck the yeah. entire year last year, man. And, they and obviously when liked him Bam was out, Hassan, they obviously wanted to push him. They, exactly. I think he's younger. He's yeah. younger. He has a longer contract. But, you know, because I play Daily Fantasy so much and I focus on individual days, dude produces when Bam's out. Dude got like 20 and 20. Dude is still a good basketball player, regardless of what people from Miami say. Dude can (laughs) still produce. Well, just imagine that guy, like, with his kind of funny personality. He's in Miami. He started as, like, an undrafted center. He was out of the league for three years. He came back in. His first two months back in the league, he put up a triple-double with the Heat, and then they gave him a fat contract, like, six months later. Like, he came to, like, this success and money real quick. Yeah. So he's just that type of guy that I think he needs a little bit more structure, and I think he'll find it here in Portland now. Like, he kind of had his party years down in Miami, and now he's here where it matters in a winning situation where he now needs to come and show that he actually can affect the game in a realistic way, not just put up numbers on a team that doesn't win on a contract year, no on less. a contract year. Yeah. Like now and go I, prove it. And I, I, I pointed out on a previous episode, uh, I think it was rip city project that put out a blind poll between stats from last year of a son white side in that down year for him in Miami versus Andre Drummond versus uh, Clint Capella and Steve Adams. And by like far and away, the stat line that was favorable favorable by old people voting was Hassan Whiteside's line over those other guys. So when you didn't have a name attached and didn't have the kind of history that we're talking about within Miami, 
he's a, he puts up numbers. He produces. Yeah, he produces. Uh, Sage, I wanted to touch on real quick before we move to the uh, betting lines. You mentioned doing daily fantasy. Uh, and Ty and I, we've gotten the Trailcasters Fantasy League revitalized. And I am proud to say we had a really strong turnout. Not only do we have a full 20-team Fantasy League on ESPN uh, ready yeah. to draft God tomorrow damn, night. That, that, it's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be tough. Yeah, free agency's <laughs> done, bro. There's not going to be much waivers. Man. There's going to be no waivers. There's <laughs> yeah. going to be no pickups. You basically draft, and that's the team you got. Well, yeah, man. Uh, Ugh. We got, we got 20 teams in here, and I think we even had about a four- or five-person waiting list. So thank you so much, listeners and fans, for, for wanting to get involved in this. We will do more of this again in the future. It's going to be a lot of fun, though, and I'm gonna, I want to talk about this, have some sort of little fantasy league segment each episode or every you know other episode or whatever if we can. Uh, but I'm loving it, man. Uh, it's Did gonna Dustin be, join? Uh, I don't think I got either you or Dustin in here. We got Well, uh, there's both. no way I'm playing Gearly, man. It's all about <laughs> Daily. Yeah, daily no, is where daily. it's at, especially for basketball, man. What site do you use? I do <laughs> all of them. You do all of them? Like you do FanDuel, uh, like a DraftKings album? I, Fantasy Drafter, that's okay. Yahoo. I've basically so, just been doing DraftKings, and sometimes I do FanDuel for football, but I've been trying to find better like better ones. All right, so well, let me let me look at my phone for the exact one. That no, yeah, this is good. Like, look, this so is Yah- good. last year it was Yahoo first, then FanDuel, and then DraftKings. Okay. For me. For me. Uh, there's a new one with no rake. I think it's Fantasy Drafter. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. It's Fantasy Drafter. And there's a no-rate uh, DFS. So it's 100% of your entries you get paid out. The, the, the site doesn't take 15 or 15. I love daily fantasy. I've been doing it for basketball this year. I didn't do it. Oh, dude, I've I do it for football for, all year. I, shit, I do it for football, basketball, baseball, golf, um, WNBA sometimes. Wow. I've done this. Nice. I do it. You know, basketball, I probably research four or five hours a day to find that perfect lineup. You know, it, 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 it it's cool so you can you, you, you know all the teams really well when you play Daily Fantasy because you have to look at what what these guys produce. Mm-hmm. So it really helps as, like, a podcast guy to be able to be like, well, I watched I watched son on Miami do this and this and this when he has the the minutes and the role and it's a good matchup so i'm gonna put this money in i mean daily fantasy is the future of fantasy sports yearly I mean, yo you guys are gonna find out yearly is tough oh it's daily it's just you examine one game and you try and craft a lineup using a salary cap of like i think thirty-five thousand in a uh vandal and each player has a you know a, a price so you craft that lineup I, and I enjoy daily fantasy so much more than yearly. And yearly, I was a beast. But daily, daily's words after me. Well, I do. I, I, this is awesome. This whole episode, I think, just you know, the betting odds and, and the fantasy uh, episode, it seems like kind of getting the predictions going. I do want to just, like, again, just quickly shout out to Lee. We are going to have a good time with it. We are doing the draft tomorrow night, Sunday night at, what, 6.15, Ty? I think is what we said on Yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh, so... Right now, just to be clear, our draft order right now is just in, like the team one through twenty kind of thing. The way we're in, we're gonna do if we can. I think a random number draw. Just get yeah, like snake. Yeah, like, yeah. So it's like a snake order. It'll go about like one hour for the draft. It'll randomize the order. So totally. So, oh, is it, it just does that? Sweet. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. So let's get in towards some actual. Uh, Wait, before we go, yeah, do you guys have sleepers that you guys are think are gonna be good in yearly format uh, basketball? Not yet. I gotta like hammer out 
all my fantasy basketball research like today because I'm just so into fantasy football right now that my mind is there. So listen, I, I cannot reveal all my trade secrets, man. I can't. All right, Lonzo them. Ball is okay. gonna be really good. Oh, okay, okay. Take it right no, I, I, <laughs> I can't draft Lonzo. I couldn't, even if he's going to be good. I got to find better guys than that. Lonzo's going to be very good. Yeah, I know. Dude, hey, if you I bought use a lot your of biases Lonzo ball cards. for players that have played for the Lakers, you're going to lose. If you play nah. fantasy sports using bias, you're going to take L's. You I got to th- I, I forget about the, the times. Like, <laughs> bro, I picked Kobe Bryant the day he retired in uh, oh, L.A. And that stings. <laughs> Does it sting when you win? Does, it sting? <laughs> Does the sting of using someone you don't like stings more than taking the win on a the last day of fantasy? Come on, man. No. Stop using okay. your biases against players, man. That's where you lose. You got to have an open mind. I used to hate the Atlanta Falcons. But, yo, when Julio Jones gets three touchdowns in a game and I win money... I don't, I don't hate him that much. Sage <laughs> yeah. is speaking the truth right now. He's speaking the truth. You know what? I, I just I'm just saying you gotta have a certain line when you when you when you when you when you fanboy hard enough, when you fan hard enough, you gotta have a certain <laughs> and line. And that's that why if crush. I was in this league, I'd crush you, is because you fanboy. <laughs> oh, He's we gotta take get advantage you in the next of it. year, bro. All right. <laughs> I'm not gonna do yearlies. Come to Daily Land and let me let okay. me eat, man. I'll come, I'll, come, I'll come do some dailies with you and Ty. It'll be good. But I've yeah, I've done this stuff for seven years. I, I've had years where I've only played Saints. I realize I lose way more than I win. But okay, let's, I, I want to get a, I want to get some betting lines that we have in here from fans. But again, just quick shout out to the people in the fantasy league with us this year that are going to do the yearly. Besides me and Ty, we've got Christian and uh, Austin from the Peach and Plaid podcast. We've got Chris Burkhart and Danny Morang from NBC with me, and I think the rest of it. Uh, my brother and my wife are in here. I think the rest of our listeners, man. So shout out to all you guys for joining in and getting involved. Thank you so much. Okay, speaking of getting involved, I put out a tweet the other day. We put out a tweet the other day. This is both of us. Hi, I don't actually remember if this is you or me doing this one. Uh, but we said uh, uh, we threw out some uh, some prop lines. Just I was I think it was trying to get the listeners going and kind of inspired to give us some lines back. And most of them actually just ended up answering the line. So I want to throw these to you guys and then see if they have uh, any other ones for us as well. How many rebounds did the Blazers record in October? I don't, I don't. How many don't games are in October? Let's <laughs> say. Yeah. See. Okay. Sorry, I caught you off guard. Hit you with that one a little quick. Let's see. Uh, I can get the calendar here in front of me for the Blazers. In October, uh, it's gonna open slow. Uh, oh, so there's. Uh, let's see. From uh, look at this Nurk Apocalypse Plucks. He said 264 rebounds in October, a 10 and three record through November. One of the other questions. So I had the three I threw out here. How many rebounds did the Blazers get in October? What is our road record through November, and who dunks first? So he says 264 rebounds, 10 and three through November, and he's giving the first dunk to Hazonia. Really? I would go Dame. Uh, I will answer dunk? the re- I, I will answer the dunk one really quick. I would say Dame or Hassan. Yeah, Hassan. I go Hassan on that one. <laughs> Dame or Hassan? Okay, okay. Well, yeah, probably Hassan. I think is a good one. I could see Hazonia though too. We've seen him throw it on number already. When is he? But you got to think: Is Hazonia going to start? Are we going to go, you know, a full rotation without a dunk in the first game of the year? That's an interesting point. Like the we first have five game. games in October, by the way. Just Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> five games. Okay, okay. So, let's see. They yeah. average, like, what, 44 rebounds. Like, even that. I mean, 50 rebounds. Get a couple of those games. So, yeah, that's around the 250. 200 50. rebounds. I don't, yeah. You're going 200? You're going flat 200. I'm... 
you know. That seems low, bro. For five I'll games. Take two. Just, I'll take over 225. Over on 225. Okay, 225 is not a bad line. Uh, so, yeah, look at this Nurk, put it at 264. Berlacious M, put it at 242. I just did 40 rebounds plus 40 rebounds plus 40 rebounds plus 40 rebounds. Plus 40 rebounds. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh I'll take your I'll I'll take the what did you say two twenty five Ty? is that what you put the line at yeah I put it at two twenty five you want the over on that I'll how take, about two thirty yeah I'll take take two thirty go take the under on two thirty or over I'll take over okay I'll take under well, let's let's see at two thirty let's see how that goes okay so the other one was uh, the record through November looks like thirteen games I think is what we have yeah. in the, in the so first, the first uh, game in November is we are home against the Sixers. And then we go on to the road against the Warriors, the Clippers, come back on a back-to-back on the Clippers. So or so we play the Clippers on Thursday, and then we come home on Friday. We play the Nets. And then two days later, we play the Hawks at home, and then we travel to the Kings, and then we play the Raptors the next day at home, and then we play the Spurs. And, and, and this, is, this is through November, so this is talking about like the whole first This is through November, yeah. October, November, yeah. I have to look at. It. I was trying to pay attention. I just okay, so uh, oh, wait, this like through November or starting in October then through November? Like October and through November. So oh, like okay. I was just reading you November's month. Yeah, yeah you're okay. good. no, you're good. Uh, but yeah, so look at this. Nurk has it at ten and three through those first uh, thirteen games. Berlacious M has a seven and six through the first uh, thirteen. So yeah, that is a bit of a difference as far as opinion here. And yeah, like we we are. This is includes this includes everything like opening here against Denver. Uh, Kings, Mavericks, Spurs, Thunder. Then into November, like you said, we've got Sixers, Warriors, Clippers, Nets, Hawks. So out of how, what's the total of games? 13, I believe. 13. Yeah, go ahead. Let's just, well, we can, I can cut this out. One, two, three. It's through November? Like, to, like the last oh, day God, of November? I didn't know there was going to be math. Unpredictable here on the trail. Oh, shit. There. <laughs> there's we'll, more than I'll, 13, I'll right? Yeah, there's actually 20. There's 20 games. Like, yeah. Through, <laughs> through October to November is a lot more. That's actually funny. So now that we've done the math, there are more than the, the than the games listed by either of our, our guys who wrote in. They, they, so they wrote the first 13 games. So they must first have First 13 games. Okay, let's let's do that. Or they, they have they both went with a 13 game total. 10 and 3 and 7 and 6. So. Okay, so it's ending at the Spurs game. Yes, at the Spurs, November okay. 16th. So okay. October 23rd to November 16th. Okay. What do we think the record will be? All right, cool. The beauty of no research. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm feeling good about it, man. I, I feel like I feel like I, I, I kind of like this ten and three thing that he's going for. But I'm, I would go ten and three optimistic. or eleven and two. They yeah. do have, I think it's eight road games between those thirteen games. You're pretty good. Skeptic. I'm just saying that's a pretty good amount of road games. Absolutely. Well, Berlacious got us down at seven and six. I think we do better than that. I think uh, I think ten and three. Between the two, I, I oh, so let's say what, like a, no, nine and four. There it is. There's that. There's that median bet, that middle bet from Ty. <laughs> All right. What was the one other one we had that we had on here? Is who dunks first? You were saying Whiteside. Uh, look at this. Nurk had Hazonia. Berlacious said Zach. Okay, so we've got a number again. Just shows how many players that we have that are going to be playing above the rim this year. Going to be a much bigger lob number, which brings us back. Do we have an estimated estimated total for lobs for the Blazers on the season from either of you guys? 
Not no. me yet. No, <laughs> you don't even give us any numbers to work from. I don't know. No, Pull something out of the hat. Pull something out of the hat, Keith, okay. and we'll we'll guess on it. Well, weren't we guessing earlier in the in the pod? We were talking about uh, we were saying Hassan Whiteside would be around that sixty-ish range, uh, and I think the the rest of the team will probably be maybe you know if the rest of the team can even get to what he's at, I'd say that over underline could be around one twenty. You think, I'm going you think, 126. Shout out to Deuce McAllister, my favorite football player. <laughs> 126. Okay. Ty, what do you think? Are you around that number or are you under or over? Um, I'll go over. You're going over? Okay. Okay. Well, if we're all over on that one, we're all over that. Uh, how about two or uh, 130? Are you over 130? I'm going one, under because shout out to Sage Deuce. Sage under. <laughs> Sage is sticking with 126. You over 130, Ty? Hmm. <clears throat> No, I'll stay under. I'll stay under on that okay, one. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go big lobs then. I was going to go under if you wanted over, but I'll, I'll take you over on that. So I'll go over 130 lobs, and you two are both under for it. I like it. <laughs> All right, man, that's good. This has been, a, this has been an all-betting uh, segment episode for, for this Extravaganza podcast. I think that's really it, man. I don't know if we might be able to even cut this off a little short. Uh, we mentioned the Fantasy League. I think we do have a few other listener questions. Let me get to this one. So we, uh, we had one other in here from... Uh, one of our longtime listeners scrolling up here, Amber Michelle at Woe Black Betty. Uh, shout out. She says at Trailcasters, not a question, but can we talk about Collins for like seven hours? Did he spend the entire summer lifting? <laughs> Baby boy beefed up. He looks like a monster that took over the NBA players in Space Jam. Is this Zachy's year? Okay. Uh, I don't know if we're ready for a seven hour podcast on Zach. We might save that for maybe next off season, Ty. What do you think? Uh, but, yeah, we can save that, but we can get into it briefly, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, what do you think about Zachy's year? Is is this beefed up boy Monstar Zachy's year? I It should be. Um, he's going into his third year. That's when a lot of guys in the Blazers system and most guys around, like I think like in the NBA, really start to break out and really establish themselves and show that they can be like a meaningful like contributor. So I think going into his third year, he's been in the system for two seasons they are like really like I think like they're really like relying on him and I feel like he's the type of guy player to like that will like put a fire in him to like really step up because because he's going to be counted on so yeah I think he's gonna I think he's gonna have a good year what do you think Sage are you happy with Zach or you think uh I mean always I've always liked Zach's defensive IQ I've always liked it dude defensively it was gonna be a monster from day one there's a if you look at how he plays defense, man, like he knows when he has help. He knows when he has to stay just contest. He knows when he can sh- block shots. Dude, defensively, has always been good. So it's all about offense. I think the extra year and then the confidence in, you know, that the team has shown in him. They got rid of Al Farouk Aminu because they wanted to have yep. Zach Collins be the star. Or they would not have done it yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, the, the the team as a whole has shown a lot of confidence in Zach and in uh, Simons to get to trade away or let people walk to established vets. So I think that Zach Collins is going to absolutely kill it because he has to. Yep. Like the pressure's on, man. Yeah, yeah. But I am... he's always gonna he's always gonna bring it with good defense and good defensive IQ. I love Zach, dude. I I, I love the fire he's got. He. He's a defensive player, and I know we were talking earlier about offense being the real thing that wins in the NBA at this point, but I love defense, man. As, as far as on a player you base. You have to stop people from scoring buckets, yeah. man. Right. I mean, well, isn't like, it Players like him and Whiteside, man, I love I love watching those dudes. I love the 
I love watching defense and the and again the fire that he gets he, he, the fire that he gets even as a help defender I think is really something that uh, is something that he can build on and yeah I think this could be Zach's year. Uh, sorry, Amber. I know that's not really talking about his beef cakiness, but I hope that is enough to at least. He uh, is like an enforcer. Like he's not afraid yeah. to talk. He'll he'll yeah, he push people around. Clay's head, remember? <laughs> yeah, in Clay's head, man. Fuck you, ho. And Jokic, he yelled like back off on Jokic, like back the fuck off. Or yeah, Jokic yeah. yelled fuck you, ho, at Clay. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's awesome. I love I love that that does we lead me real that. quick. Um, I saw that the Pacers were trying to maybe trade Sabonis. So that yes, put me on Twitter. You. I just asked if anybody would trade Sabonis straight up for Zach Collins. And I've gotten yes. I've gotten hell no. I've gotten yeah. maybe <laughs> back and forth. I'm pro Collins. I could maybe be talking to Sabonis, but I would definitely probably lean Collins. How many on, years is Zach Collins... Uh, on this rookie scale, isn't it? Is two he, more? He's got two more. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing. So bonus, bonus wants money right now. Paid next year. Yeah. He so wants money are you now. willing to sacrifice Zach's potential good year for a one year of bonus, and then you have to pay him a yep. lot of money, probably max money for yep. what he's produced, and then so would you rather have that or Zach at a cost control contract for two more years before you have to get paid? And someone you know who plays in Portland now. And, and he's been in the system he likes for a being, long time. Yeah, he's yeah like I mean, like, Sabonis would there. not have any time in our, uh, like, at training camp. Yeah. Dude would go into the season not knowing anything about this team. So I would go Zach Collins. I would if, take, like, salaries didn't exist, you could talk me to Sabonis. That's what I'm sure. saying. I could be talking to him. I think Collins is where I'm leaning because of his play on both ends of the floor. I think he's a better like defensive player than Sabonis. They're both young. Uh, so Collins is 21. I think Sabonis is 23. So, I mean, age isn't too much of a difference there. But if they're both on contracts, then obviously Collins will be a little younger. So you have him a little yeah. longer. But he's yeah, bigger, uh, longer. Like, I would take Collins. But yeah, I mean, it might I, not I go wrong with either or, really. I bet you that the Celtics get him for like the Jalen Brown trade. It's been discussed for like years, man. You think like, the Celtics are going for Savonis? I mean, it's been discussed for years, man. Yeah. Like, they want to like, move Jalen Brown. I think that would be a Yeah, good... well, Jalen Brown's about to get paid as well. And are you willing to trade are you willing to pay Jalen Brown that much money? Like they they're both trying to get paid now, man. So maybe it's one of those things like we know this guy can't do X Y and Z. Let's see if Sabonis can be our power forward of the future and put Jalen Brown. I mean, uh, who's the other small forward? Uh, Jason Tatum at small. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that Celtics team, they, they're always curious because they, they have so many assets, but they just they they don't, want, they don't, don't want, want to trade up. They want that, guys, they want guys, that dominant win. Got to take a quick pause here. Getting recording real quick. I just have to take a quick pause. Yeah, I think the Celtics would be smart to move Jalen Brown real quick. Exactly. Exactly. If Damian Lillard does go first overall in this draft, you guys are frauds. Keith, I think Keith would do it. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Are we recording? Are we recording? Uh, I'm not recording yet. I'm ready. You better record this and say this. (laughs) Record what?
So all right, all right. Brief intermission there. So what are we talking about? <laughs> so I'm back. while we were on break, I said, if you guys don't pick Dame first overall in your draft, you guys are kind of kind of fraudulent because this is the Blazers <laughs> podcast. You got to talk about, you got to have Dame number one. And these two were talking about how, I don't know. I don't know. I want to win. You got to, you got to take, you got to take the Blazer guys could, one and two. I could absolutely win. If I have, if I pick Dame with my first pick, I could absolutely win. At first no, overall. Would you can't go wrong. At, oh, wait, well, first overall, I'm not first saying overall and yearly fantasy. Over- you got to have guys that are, Filling up the stat. I love Dame, but Giannis is the number one pick in fantasy basketball. I'm sorry. So you, if you got, if you were lucky enough to get first overall in a 20 man draft, yeah. you would not go with the person's whose jersey is directly behind you. Oh, I guess I wouldn't. I, bro, I guess I, I would I say damn, that. I, mean, bro. Terrible. I would do it just for the culture people. I might have to I, be fired off the showcasters now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have a podcast called The Holy Backboard. If I was in this yearly draft that doesn't cost any money to do. And I got the first <laughs> overall draft p- draft pick. I would pick Damian Lillard and be talking mad crap in the chat. That <laughs> I got our. I would guy. definitely be contemplating it. Listen, it happened. No, you just said you said Giannis on wax. I know Giannis, Giannis, on, Giannis, still, I know Giannis on wax, man. <laughs> he fills so, up that stat sheet. He's gonna get his block steals, points, rebounds, all of it. Nah, man, I'm going Damian Lillard because I'm a true, true <laughs> fan of this team. Unlike y'all that want to win a meaningless yearly league. Listen, last time, uh, last time that the uh, Trailcasters did the fantasy league, one of the guys, I think maybe the sixth pick, it took. It wasn't the first pick overall, but one of the top picks took Dame uh, right out from underneath everyone else, and everyone was like, "Oh, like people are like waiting to be able to draft." Nah, him. I, um, first pick, Damian Lillard, baby, give it to me. We got real fans that did it, man. Yeah, so I, I can't say that I won't do it. I can't say that I will. It just depends on where my draft pick is. It depends on who's on the board. But he is. Uh, Ty, how about if you're saying Giannis is your number one? How far would you put Dame in your top three, top five, as far as a fantasy pick for this year? He's one B. We'll just say that. Save one, okay, oh, that's okay, good. Okay, okay. saving face. <laughs> I don't need Dame on my team. I could draft Zach. I could draft uh, Nurk or C. But it's I why that. would you do? Do actually, I don't care if you win or lose. Take Nurk. Take Nurk high. <laughs> Take Nurk very high. Okay, listen, listen. Before we get out of here, um, got some other hot takes from two of our uh, two of the guys that wrote in some of the betting lines for us. Look at this Nurk and Berlacious. Uh, look at this Nurk. Apocalypse Plox says hot takes. Hazonia will get 10 assists in a game before Whiteside. Agree or disagree, Sage? I mean, yeah, he's a guard. So I mean, like, he, a lot of he has the ball in his hands more. So, yeah, yeah I, I, would, I would say that. Whiteside I mean, has talked about getting a triple-double with assists, man. Like, he said that he's going to get so many easy buttons. It's harder for him, though. It, 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 talking about it in thinking about it reality-wise, how is he, like... Okay, look, but neither of these guys are primarily running the offense, right? So I could see... But I think Hazonia will. Hazonia is going to have the ball in his hands in that second unit, though. There's no way that Hassan Whiteside is going to get the ball and dribble it up the court when there's Dame and CJ waiting for the ball. If if Whiteside gets the ball in the post, he can kick out to an open three-point shooter, and that's the difference that he's talking about. He's saying this year he's got three-point shooters, right? We got shooters. But, I mean, Hazonia as well, he's going to be, I think, the fast-break assist guy. When he's getting yeah, down he's going to have the ball in his hands more. Exactly. I, I mean, so, like, I mean, I, I like think Hazonia, he'll get the rebound, he'll run up the court, he'll get a guy or two people on him, and then he'll dish to the guy who's going yeah, to the layup, not for the guy shooting the longer three-point shot. And I mean, but we got three-point shooters, too. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, but a layup's easier to hit than a three-point shot. But I think of how often Whiteside is going to be able to kick the ball out if he wants to. How many times? Okay, but right, how many let's times say Damian Lillard crashes into the lane and misses the layup, 
and Hassan Whiteside gets it here and there's no one next to him, is he really going to kick it out <laughs> or take the easy dunk? You think he would, do, is he would be doing us a disservice if he passed it when we've there's a guaranteed how, dunk? But we've seen how athletic Hazonia is. You think that he's kicking the ball off to someone else instead of taking yeah, the easy dunk? Yeah, because that's going to be his role. He's, gonna he's be, already kind of shown it during the preseason, like getting up the floor, dishing so guys. So what, what do you think? We've seen him dunk and shoot be. too. We've seen him dunk and take shots, man. I'm just saying, I don't see him getting. We're talking he's about taking over that Evan Turner role. He's going to take over that Evan yeah. Turner role. He's going to have the ball, but he's a better shooter than Turner, and he might. Even make but that's plays. not saying much, bro. No, so you're, that's you're not. Both, <laughs> you were both firmly saying that Hazonia will have a ten assist game before Whiteside this year. He might even yeah. have like two or three ten assist games before Whiteside has one. Okay, I'm I'm with Apocalypse. I think Whiteside might have a chance at this. Next question, next thing that he brought up, he says Baysmore will have at least five steals at our opener. What do you think? Five steals in the opener after so, we saw him get seven in a preseason game. This is where you got to add. Is one second. No, you're good. Uh, but yeah, and I don't know. I with with Baysmore getting the seven. Five the steals. Preseason. That's a lot of steals. It is. And then is he starting or is he coming off the bench? He's what do you guys think? I think he's coming off the bench. So in 20 minutes, you think he's going to get five steals? Against Denver? That's the I mean, like, there's guys that are famous on Denver for not turning over the ball. Monte Morris had, like, an outrageously high uh, assist turnover. Yeah, so it's like... I don't think he gets I don't think... I, I, I would not. I would. I would not. Especially first game of the season, he's still gonna try and figure out he's gonna all this fit stuff. In. Yeah, he's trying to fit in. I think maybe halfway through the season, when he knows the defensive scheme, he knows the guys who can help him out on defense, he might take more chances. Yeah, if there is a thing that says he will have a five steal game, I'm taking that shit to the bank. But <laughs> one is tough. Yeah, I, I think I have all I the confidence have in the world five. he's gonna have one, but yeah. I don't think it's going to be game one. Okay, here's an easier one. Uh, he asked, he says another. I don't know if this is even a hot take or like, because I just think this is an easy agreement. Uh, will Zach Collins have more double doubles this year? He says more yeah. double doubles for Zach this year, guaranteed. How many? Do we agree did, with that? How many did he have last year? I don't even know, but just with the increased role he's going to have this year, uh, another year in the bank as well as far as just the experience. And yeah, I, I think what we expect from Zach is definitely partly going to be more double doubles. I think they're definitely, however many he had last year, I don't know if he'll double the number of them, but he's definitely going to have a significant number more. Yeah, yeah he, anyway, he def- he's definitely going to have more. I can probably try and see how many he had. But. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about it. We can look it up, though, if we for some uh, for some for some facts on it. I'm going to continue with these next ones while you look at that, though. Relations M has three uh, questions, I guess. These are more questions or betting lines for us. Uh, how many triple-doubles will the Blazers record uh, this year? Triple-doubles by the Blazers this season. By the I way... Have- so Zach Collins had zero double doubles last okay, year. Okay, then yes. Oh, oh, he, oh, yeah, definitely getting more. Dang. He had like <laughs> I would one, say he's two, getting three, four, five, six. He had six, nine rebound games. Yeah. Uh, he had like a ten and nine game. He had like a sixteen and nine game, a twelve and nine game, a twelve and eight game. Yeah, he never. If, if he had six games of nine rebounds, uh, will he have more than six double doubles this year? Yes. Oh yes. Okay, cool. We're all on the same page on that. Take it to the bank. All right. So uh, Berlacious asks. How many triple doubles will Blazers players record? When's the last time we had one? We saw Dame. Oh no, not Dame. We saw. Well, CJ Turner had back to back ones last Turner, year, right? Oh, yeah, I yeah. forgot. So we had three last year, three or four. I think we get two this year. Yeah, I don't know, man. We got a lot of players saying they could do it. Ozonia could do it as far as his skill set. Dame has been close. CJ could do it. Uh, Whiteside says he could do it. Nurk has shown that he could get there. We got a lot do of players. Do you think Nurk's going to be it. the same Nurk, though? I, I think it will take him a while, but at some point this year, even if we're talking like, you know, Consistently February, March, great. Every, 
consistently great. Do you think Nurk can be that? Not this. No, year. I, I, I yeah, think, but... I think this year is going to be a comeback year for him. I think next year is going to be the real Nurk. Yeah. Okay, so without Nurk, though, we still have a number of players that could. You think we get more than three this year or less than three? Ty, you said two. Yeah, I said less than three. Yeah. I take the over. Um, yeah. I, th- I say over. Okay, let's. I'll go with that. Uh, okay, next one is how many individual fifty-point games will the Blazers have? We've talked before. Fifty bergs for for the team. Uh, again, we got players that can do it, man. It's totally possible. Two again. I think Dane two. gets one and CJ gets one. Yeah, I would take the over. I'd say CJ might get two this season and Dane gets one. I mean, yeah, I, it's I, hard. hard Eighty-two games, fifty burgers. That, that's tough, but there's a lot more guys who need shots this year. Not yeah, need we, them, but like Hood, Baysmore, Simons. Like last year, they had like a menu Harkless. You could take shots away from them. They don't care. Yep. You're forgetting about the fifty-point game that Ant's gonna drop. So I'm saying at least four. <laughs> that is not. <laughs> Yo, I mean, if you're predicting it, tell me what game it, it is that he scores the fifty burger uh, so I can make a million dollars. How about, <laughs> uh, man? When do we face Sacramento next? No, no, not even next. Like, what, do we face Sacramento late in the season again? We, I know we play him in the first 12 games that we've been... Yeah, right. I saw him on the list there. If we face Sacramento late in the year, I want Ant to go off of that. I could see it. All right, final All right. question from Berlacious. Which Blazer will get the most technical fouls? Hassan. Oh, that's a good one, too. I could see that. No, actually, no. I'm, back that up. Zach Collins. Yeah. That dude just I mean, his mouth. I, I feel know. like Zach... I, I feel like Hassan needs to be on his P's and Q's. Yeah. He can't look like a malcontent at all. He yeah. he's trying to get that last contract, man. He's not he's not about he, he is not about acting out. Yeah, he needs I'll to be the best. So I think he's gonna exactly. throw a few f words out there. It's gonna be a little loud. <laughs> he's gonna get a couple t's. Well, what he about might uh, even get like a flagrant two or flagrant one too, just from his aggressive chase down blocks that he does. What about Hazonia though? We talk about his swagger. Especially once Nurkic comes back and the connection they've had, like in kind of the, again the swagger on the court, I feel like he steps over, dude. He's the LeBron blocker, right? This is the dude. I, I could definitely see Hazonia being another one of those guys that's gonna maybe maybe, but he I could mean, do the sheet, see... man. He, he could get a T for not even saying anything. He might just look at the ref wrong and get teed up for it. Uh, Zach's about it, about it though. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, hey, again though, we got at least a couple players that could buy for this, so this is nice, man. We got a lot of variety this year, and again, coming back to that thing in the beginning. Saying the Blazers are, gonna, are the fifth most fun team to watch, I'm saying top three at least by the by halfway through the season. Well, how do you how do you define fun to watch though, man? Dunks, the swagger, technical fouls even are probably part of it. Three point shots, Dame waving goodbye, the attitude, man. I think a lot of the attitude and the swagger is in. I think we got a lot more this year than we've had before. I'm good. It's good. It's good. And Stotts always seems to get a couple uh, tees. He's, oh, he's I wish it was more. Once. I wish it was more though. Yeah. When his nose gets all red, right up here, he gets all he gets all flustered. You can't it's suspend awesome. a coach for getting too many tacticals. You absolutely can for players. <laughs> Could, do you, is there any possibility that Stotts would get the most technicals on the team this year? I seriously doubt it. Oh, it'd be so cool though. He's just too he's too smart. <laughs> he would get a couple and then be like, all right, I gotta I gotta tell him. I gotta back. chill, yeah. Like I remember when Boogie Cousins went to New Orleans, Alvin Gentry said, Let me argue at the ref. I don't get suspended. I wish Stotts was more in in the refs' faces when some bullshit happens. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Like I don't want Dame to have to yell at the ref. I want Stotts. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I, I well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe Stotts will do it this year. Maybe this is the same way that Zach is going to have a breakout season. I wish almost basketball Break- players kind of had like what hockey does, and they have like those just like enforcers that come in, fight, and then get kicked Malukas. out. <laughs> yeah, most. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, like, just have us come in. Someone who's gonna get but that's, five quick fouls, yell at the refs, tell them how bad they're doing, 
piss off some opposing players and then get kicked out. <laughs> I feel like that was Kendrick Perkins the last like eight years of his career yeah. though. Yeah, no, I mean, yo, I mean, th- th- it, it ain't about enforcers in this brand of basketball. Get Thomas like, Robinson back. There we go. Bring back Truck. <laughs> he just looks like an enforcer. He might not be one, but he looks like one. I, right, I, well, think, hey, I hey. would feel like Zach would lay the lumber if someone if someone did something to Dame. I feel like Zach would lay out the lumber on oh, an yeah. opposing guy trying. Oh to yeah, it. Zach's got the fire, like you said. Let's and Gary final, Trent. Final. You uh, think he plays enough to be an enforcer, though? I don't. No. <laughs> no. But uh, but enforcer guard is kind of cool. Maybe he'll get there eventually. Final line, guys. Final. I'm um, bringing this one back from our first episode, Tyke. I'm gonna have to ask everyone about this, and it's just now starting to come out. We're seeing more of this height accuracy with these uh, new measurements being dropped for players across the league. Uh, and I think Ty, do we have our first seven footer that is no longer yeah, a seven was, footer? It was Joel Embiid uh, got marked down from seven foot to six eleven. Yes, it's happening. It is officially happening. I saw Kevin Durant lost a couple of inches. Uh, I know this doesn't really matter. It's just petty and it's fun because I know some of the players, especially KD, care about it. But uh, Sage, let me ask you, Ty and I, before we went on our first episode when we were starting this up, we set uh, the line at 15. So there were 43 seven-footers last year in the NBA, and we set the line at 15 that would lose that seven-foot designation. Are you over or under that? I got to try and quickly think of centers. Uh, there, if there were 43 last year, we've had uh, even Embiid lost it so far this year. Do you and think then get... guys like John Collins, he was six eleven last year, and now he's six eight and a half. So just yeah. think, there's some big differences there. I mean, someone's losing an inch and a half, two inches. Yeah. Uh, and Clay Thompson's six. He went from six seven to six five. I did see KD. I don't know if it was a typo. I saw it yesterday. I think it was KD and LeBron. They went from six eight and six nine to six eight and a half and six nine and a half. So they actually gained in it, like, or they actually gained height. And Dwight Howard huh. and I, th- I think it, it was. Uh, I so didn't think anyone would gain height. That's actually surprising. Yeah, and then I think it was Howard and Davis. Mm-hmm. They went from six eleven to six nine. Yeah, that's oh. So I'm I'm, I'm expecting more more of that stuff, man. Like the two inches down. I, I would I would imagine that I would take. The under. I mean, you know, height is very important to some of those centers. They That's what might I'm saying. Be fudging the numbers a little bit, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think. Wait, so you're taking the under? Less than 15 lose that designation or more? I would say more lose the. Yeah. Okay. So Sage is with me then. We will see how that goes. We'll do more research on that as it comes out. Uh, let's wrap this up though, guys. Thanks so much for coming in, Sage. Appreciate it a whole ton. Uh, listeners, you can always write us at Trailcasters on. Twitter, IG, and Facebook. You can write us at our emails at trailcasters.gmail.com. Oh, and Sage, actually, before we get your info in here, let me uh, actually go ahead and give them your info. I'm going to do a random uh, number draw for our group. Yeah, we can't can't forget the the winner. Right, yeah. So, Sage, where can they find you out on the socials? You can check us out at Holy Backboard um, on all of the iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, Himalaya Podcast. Uh, We're on radio 2 to 3 on Dash... Uh, radio, nothing but net radio. You can find me at oh, am I to say at the sage on Twitter? <laughs> I think I am. Yep. So yeah. Uh, yeah, you can check me out. I sometimes tweet, but you know, yep. All right, man. Oh, mixer. I'm on mixer. That's oh, yeah. That's right. And also, holy backboard going to be on the Blazers Uprise Network on YouTube, and we will also be joining you guys on there eventually. Uh, shout out to everyone on the Blazers Uprise Network. All right, so we had three people writing in this week. 
Uh, shout out to Will Black Betty, Amber Michelle, and Berlacious M at Berlacious M, as well as look at this Nerk at Apocalypse Fox. Putting these in random.org one through three. The result is number one. That would be Black Betty, Amber Michelle. Congratulations to Amber Michelle. We will be sending you what card, Ty? What do we have for this week? Oh, wow. I didn't even bust one out. We will give out a Pat Connington Blazers card that I have okay. off the top of my head. Little old Patty C. Patty Pat Pat 3-Ball. Yep. We'll send that one out to the winner. <laughs> awesome. Well, congratulations to Amber Michelle at Old Black Betty. Thank you all for writing in. As always, we always appreciate your questions and these betting lines. This has been a really fun episode to have lots of, uh, lots of cha-ching sounds going through with all these bets and lines established. I will be writing all these down so we can reference them in the future and give Sage some shit for all of his wrong answers. Uh, oh, except for the right answers. Because I'll have the wrong answers. <laughs> well, you were right about the over on the on seven footers and the height and all that. And I'm sure you got, we agreed I on mean, a couple of it. Y'all said Terry Stotts is the top three. So. <laughs> all right. We'll get Sage back in here when, when Stotts finally gets the respect he deserves this year and gets the coach of the year. Thank you, listeners. Uh, and again, we gave you the, the ats. Ty, what are we always looking for on these iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify's? Five stars. Yes, and a sir. nice positive review. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Positive reviews are always good, too. Can never, can never argue it, with that. It helps the analytics that iTunes track. So if there you we say, go. You know, if you say something positive and the five stars, that's where it really helps you guys out. Sage dropping the knowledge. Thank you, listeners. In closing, your honorable listeners, that's it. That's our show. Thank you to Ty, as always, and Odar for these fat beats. Thank you to our sponsors, Envy Adventures, and Clearly Speaking, who I totally forgot to do the reads for earlier, but that's happened when you're doing. That's what happens when you're doing it live. Thank you to Sage of Holy Backward for joining us, and thank you, listeners, for a great listening. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Rip City basketball, and our latest episode. Thank you again, and please come back next week for the next edition of the Trailcasters. Woo! Thank you, guys. Also, real <laughs> quick, Keith. Yeah, what's up? On the seven footers bet, did you say I took the under or the over on being? Less. I think I, I we can go back and check, but I think that you were less than fifteen will lose the designation. Did you think it was more? Yeah, I've been on the more. I think there's gonna be a lot of people whose heights different. Oh, I've been you're right. There's a lot no, of liars out there. You are totally right. I actually go on with the I have it written down from the first episode, and you and Christian both said over, and me and Burkhart said less. Yeah, so I was <laughs> like, wait a second. I thought I had the over there because I've been <laughs> like quoting all the time. I see people's height change. I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, hey, man, if I say that wrong on the podcast, call it out and, uh, yeah, let's make a scene out of it. You're good. Uh, I didn't even think about it. No, it's all good, dude. Hey, Sage, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate you jumping on here last minute. Yeah, thanks, Sage. It was awesome, man. Huh?